I have the Holy Ghost. I have the Holy Ghost. I have the Holy Ghost. He finds expression in me and through me. I have the Holy Ghost. He finds expression in me and through me. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. All right, help me welcome somebody. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Last, last Wednesday, we, we began a teaching titled, Spread the Fire. And there is fire. There's such a thing as the energy of God. You know, we read last week when John the Baptist said to them, I am not the Christ. He said, I said to you that I'm just the one that has come ahead to baptize you with water. But there's someone coming after me who's least I'm not worthy to tie. It's bigger than I am. He says, that one, that person will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So there's such a thing as that ignition, that energy of God, that, you know, when, when you just become aflame, when you become aflame with the ability of God, you, you become aflame, on fire. With the power of God. The upper, you know, time. The other time we had had a teaching on being full of the Holy Ghost. But having been full of the Holy Ghost, what next? Very many things, of course. But amongst that, and chief amongst it actually, is that fire. And the spreading of fire. So let's see again something Jesus said in Luke Luke, 30, Luke 24, 38. In Luke 24, 38. Oh, permit me. 40, 48. Luke 24, 48. He told them, he said, you are witnesses of these things. But 49, let's read together, want to go. And behold, I send what? To you the promise of my Father, but stay where? Stay in the city of Jerusalem till you are endued with what? Power from on high. Again, he says, Behold, I send to you my Father's promise. There is a promise. But wait, tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued. I told you last week, endued means to put on, to be clothed with. Until you are endued with power from on high. So I want you to get something. I, I want you to receive something I want you to have something you know you're going to be witnesses unto me like 48 had told us but before you can witness for me hold on and wait for something so just jump over to Luke Acts rather Acts still Acts 1 Luke wrote Luke Luke wrote Acts so we pick Acts 1 from 1. It says, The former treatise, Have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach, until the day in which he was taken up, which was in Luke 24, after that, through the Holy Ghost, he gave commandments unto the apostles that he had chosen. Verse 3 says, To whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many fallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, 
and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them that they should not depart, still in Luke 24, that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard of me. So it wasn't the first time they had heard about the Holy Ghost. It wasn't the last time they had heard about the Holy Ghost. If you remember, John wrote a lot about the Holy Ghost. They had heard Jesus say, you know, that the Holy Ghost is like water. If you're thirsty, you drink. They had heard Jesus say, you know, when I leave, the Comforter will come. They had heard him talk so much about the Spirit. He had told them that this Holy Ghost is with me, is with you, he's going to be in you. They had heard about him, but he says, okay, there's coming a time that you are now going to receive this person. So I need you to wait for this time to come. So this is important here now. So it says, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them, wait in Jerusalem, stay. Wait in Jerusalem for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard, you have talked about. Verse 5, for John, truly baptized with what? Come on somebody. John truly baptized with what? Water. Help me finish the verse. But you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Not many days hence. Not many days from now. Verse 6 says, But when they were, therefore came together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It's not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has put in his own care. Let's use verse 8 together. One, two, go. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me. Let, let's take it again. Verse 8. Go. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come unto you. You shall be witnessed unto me in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria. So he was simply saying, after you get the Holy Ghost, you're going to spread this fire where? All over the world. Is that what he said to them? Now, did he say to them, when you get the Holy Ghost, you're going to spread this thing? Alright. So let's see, chapter 2, verse 1. Glory to God. Chapter 2 from verse 1 says, When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord, with one accord in one place. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And they appeared unto them, divided tongues like as a fire. And it sat on each one of them. Read verse 4 with me. One, two, go. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues. And the Spirit gave them what? Utterance simply means words. They spoke words. Verse 5 says, And they were dwelling at Jerusalem. Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. Now when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded, because every man heard them speak what? In his own language. And then they were all amazed and marveled, saying, Behold, are not all these that speak Galileans? How hear we every man in his own tongue when we are born? Petians and Meds. And what? And then what? Dwellers in Mesopotamia and then Judea and Cappadocia and Pontius and Asia and Phrygia and Pamphylia and Egypt and parts of Libya and Cyrene and strangers of Rome. And Jews and, and proselytes, Cretes and Arabians, we do hear them speak what? Our tongue, the wonderful words of God. Now, all these people came from where? All these people came from where? They came from where? Nations of the world, but they were where? Wonderful. And you shall receive what? Power to do what? Be witnesses from where? Jerusalem to where? 
And then to where? And then to where? Every part of the world, is that what it says? It begins from where? Jerusalem, and then they touch where? All of Judea, and then they go into where? And then they begin to touch. But, at this particular point in time, where were they? Then, guys came from where? To where? Were they impacted? Were they blessed? You remember that 3,000 people got born again? But they were still where? They were in Jerusalem. So after they got these guys born again, let, let's speak it from verse 41. Or, or, or let's speak it from 37. You would enjoy it from 37. Verse 37, Acts 2, 37. Now when they heard, you know, Peter preached, and then the rest of the guys also preached. When they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts. And they said to Peter, and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, what? Repent! And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you will do what? Would they catch the fire? Come on, would they catch the fire? It means what we just caught, you are about to catch. You repent, and then receive. Listen, let me say this at this point. God is not giving the Holy Ghost anymore. God has given the Holy Ghost. All that is needed is what? Receive. That, that's what everybody needs all over the world. Whoever doesn't have the Holy Ghost. If you remember Acts 19 also, when Paul met those disciples in Ephesus, he asked them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? He said, it's to, that, that's all you do. You receive. Alright? So we are not to tarry, you know, and then wait. Just receive. But some other time. But I believe I've dropped something you can chew on. Alright, so, you, you, you know, he says that you may receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I, I love verse 39. He says, for this promise of the Holy Ghost is to who? To you, talking to Jews. And then to who again? Your children and to where? All that are where? Simply all over the world. Even as many as the Lord our God shall do what? Call. And with many words he did testify and he exhort, saying... Save yourselves from this untoward what? Generation. Then they that gladly did what? Receive his word. Were what? Baptized. And the same day there were added unto them about how many people? Come on, about how many people? 3,000. That's awesome. So watch what they did from verse 42. And they did what? Continued... Steadfastly, where? In the apostles' doctrine and in what? And in fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon what? Every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together. All that believed were what? You notice they like to be together? Someone tell anybody together. Are they not together? They like to be together, right? Alright, so it's good to be together. <laughs> so all they that believed. I said, what's that? You'll catch it soon. They love to be together. But, you know. Alright, all they that believed were together. And they had all things in common. And they sold their possessions and goods. And parted them amongst all men. As everybody had need. And they continued daily in what? Together again. One accord in the temple. Breaking bread. So now there were over 3,000. You know like 3,120 plus. Breaking bread from house to house. And they ate their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Praising God. And having favor with what? Alright. All the people and the Lord did what to them? Added to them how, how, how much? Daily. Such as should be saved. So, they went over 3,120. Now, chapter 3, verse 1. Now, Peter and John, they went up together to where? Where do you think this temple is? Where is this temple? Jerusalem, isn't it? Alright. Now, Peter and John went up into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the night hour. 
Now a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate that was called beautiful, and he asked arms of them, he asked arms of them and entered. Watch this. Who seen Peter and John about to go into the temple? He asked arms. Peter, fastening his eyes on him, with John said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold, I have none, but such as I have. Tell anybody I have something. Such as I have. Peter never said he was broke. Anyway, he just said, I have none. Maybe I have none to give you. All right? Might not have been that they were broke because they shared all things in common. But anyway. But Peter, Silver and gold, I have none. But such as I have, I give unto you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Then he took him by the hand, right hand, lifted him up, and immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. And he was leaping up. And he, leaping up, stood, walked, entering the temple, walking, leaping, and what? Praising God. And all, watch verse 9, and all that saw him walking, and all the people did what? Saw him walking, praising God. We'll skip over. Verse 4, chapter 4. Don't you see this? And as many, rather, as they spake unto the people, the priest and the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees came, that means they were preaching to the people, talking to the people, being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them, not to pray for them, to arrest them. They laid hands on them and put them in hold until the next day, for it was now evening. Read verse 4. Want to go? However, many of them which heard the word, what? Believe. And the number of men was about what? Alright, we started with about 120. We didn't read that today. But we read how many today? 3,000. Then we read that God added to them like how many? Daily, such as should be saved. Now again, how many people joined them? So we find that these guys are now large. These guys are now like 10,000 people. Alright, by the time you add 3 to 5,000, you get what? 8. Then you add 120, you get 5, you know, plus 3, and then 120, you get 8,000. 120, and then add every day. Alright, it didn't say God added one person to them a day, just that God added to them daily. Do you get the difference now? If it says God added to them one person per day, that means in a year they get 365, you know. But just that God added to them what? Daily could be 50 people, 100 people, 300 people, but God just kept on adding to them daily. That means in a year they would have definitely well over 1,000 people. God just kept on adding. So let, let's skip over. And then get to chapter 6. Where are these guys? Where are they still living? Anybody notice their sins? They are having fun hanging out together. Together is good. But together can be bad. Alright, you're catching me again. Are you catching or you caught me already? Alright, just stay with me. Follow me. Glory to God. But okay, let, let's look at the end of chapter 4. I mean chapter 5. End of chapter 5, verse 42. Chapter 5, 42. 5, 42. Watch what they were doing here. Read one to go. And daily in the temple, and in every house, they cease not to do what? But Acts 1, 8 says, you shall receive what? Power when the Holy Ghost does what? Come upon you and you shall be my what? Witnesses from where? Jerusalem and then where? Judea and then Samaria and then where? Where are these guys? Which part of Jerusalem? Inside the temple. They're having a nice time. They're having a swell time. God is adding to them what? Daily. So let's just keep reading. You will enjoy this. No, no, no. We're still in that verse. And daily in the temple and in every house, they cease not to do what? Teach and preach. They were radical. Woo! Having a great time. Yay! So we enter chapter 6, verse 1. And then in those days, when the number of the disciples was what? You can imagine that from 120 to well over 10,000 or something. When one of the disciples was multiplied, 
there arose murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in what? Hmm. NLT. Help me. Verse 1. Watch this now. I want you to see what's going on. But as the believers rapidly multiplied, there were rumblings of discontent. The Greek-speaking believers complained about the Hebrew-speaking believers, saying that their widows were being discriminated against. In what? Am I seeing that? Am I seeing that? What was the discrimination against? So maybe some people started carrying placards. All we are saying, give us our food. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe they had some human rights activists who stand up and say, I put it to you, that the Greek-speaking people are not being properly taken care of. My Lord, do something about it. Sounds nice. And don't get this wrong. It is nice. Because something is now happening to their being in one accord. Alright? They had been in one accord from the beginning. Their love had been intact from the beginning. They shared all things in common. So disparity came up. So it needed really sincerely to be addressed. Alright? Something was affecting their bond. Something was affecting their unity. That, please get me right, needed to be addressed. But I love something Peter did here and in which the Holy Ghost took over from. There was a need for a refocusing. And that is what I need us by the Holy Ghost to see tonight, please. Please see this. The church easily gets distracted. The church easily can sway from the primary assignment to any other assignment. And get this, please. Get this, everybody. I wish, I wish everybody was hearing this. The church easily, please get this, stay with me. The church easily can move from the core message to the minor message. We can move from, you know, the mission and then we start focusing on the bonding. And as much as the bonding is correct, the mission must be upheld. And we need to see this. Because by Acts chapter 10... Bible scholars believe that the church was well over five years old. Some say it's about ten years old. So by this particular Acts 6, they were well over half, halfway of that time. Years had advanced. It wasn't just like last week, last month. Their capacity had expanded. Their influence had expanded. So, so what we do now is preach within Jerusalem. All we do now is go from house to house, bond, fellowship, which actually keeps us together. Don't miss this, please. But there was a distraction, stay with me, and the Holy Ghost had to help them to get reorganized. Oh, glory to God. Alright, back, yeah. KJV. Let's go back to KJV. Alright, KJV. Read, read KJV. Come on everybody together. I want to go. Again, please. Want to go. Said, okay, no, no, no. Then the twelve called the multitude of disciples unto them. Did anybody get that? Peter says, guys, hold on. If we're busy serving food, there's something wrong. If we're trying to now solve this problem, trying to serve food. Guys, come together. It, 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 it is wrong for us to leave what? The word of God and start doing what? Seven tables. Look at the next verse. Therefore, brethren, 
looking out from among who? Yourselves. How many people? Seven men. List their qualification. Honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom that we may appoint over the preaching of the word. What was the business? That means serving food. That means to serve food, you need to be what? Honest report, full of the Holy Ghost. To serve what? To serve what? That means to sweep the floor, you need to be full of what? To hold the microphone. To lead worship, you need to be what? No, it wasn't just full of the Holy Ghost. What else? Honest report. Anybody understand that? It means to usher by the door, you need to be what? Honest report. Full of the Holy Ghost. And wisdom. It means to now count church money. You need to now be what? No, no. Anybody getting that? This, they are looking for people to serve food. And they should be what? Honest report. Full of the Holy Ghost. Full of wisdom. They were not counting the money for the food. They were serving the food. Well, let's move on from there. I just had to drop that and make it sink in. Alright, are we still together? Alright. It now says, but we will give ourselves continually to what? Peter says, guys, we need to pray and we need to stay with the word. So verse 5, and they say, please, a whole multitude. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost and Philip and Prochorus and Nicanor and Timon and Parmenas and Nicholas, proselytes from Antioch. Watch this. Whom they set before the apostles when they had prayed then they laid hands on them. Watch verse 7. And the word of God did what? Something is charging up again. They had been growing. They had been multiplying. There was this food rancor that showed up all of a sudden. Peter says, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Mission is being truncated. Can we set this food thing into some other people's hands so that we may maintain focus? We're going somewhere with this thing. And then there's an explosion. And the word of God increased. And the number of disciples multiplied where? 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 Greatly where? These guys are shaking Jerusalem. And a great company of priests were what? You know what that sounds like? They started getting Pharisees born again. Sadducees. They were getting priests. They were getting these guys born again now. Church is advancing. Oh, I love verse 8. Verse 8 says, And Stephen, full of faith and power, did what? Did great wonders and miracles amongst the people. Uh. Alright, let, let, let's finish up. Then there arose certain of the synagogue, which is called the synagogue of the Libertines, and the Tyrrhenians and Alexandrians, and them of Cilicia and of Asia, disputing with who? Kaya. Watch this guy. <laughs> watch this guy. And they were not what? Able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which this guy was full. Was charged. They were able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spake. Then they suborned men which said, we have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and against God. And they stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes and they came up against him and brought him to counsel and set up false witnesses which said, this man ceases not to speak blasphemous words against the holy place and the law. For we have heard him Say, this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and will change the customs which Moses delivered us. And all that sat in the council looking steadfastly, watch this, steadfastly on his face, saw his face as it had been what? As they were just disputing with him and charging and then they found false witnesses to bear against this guy. Some of them noticed that this guy's face is glowing. There's just something, there's just something glowing about this guy's face. 
But they were too spiritually insensitive to now say, wow, let us glow like you. Fire was burning in Stephen. Skip over chapter 7. Stephen had a long talk with them. <laughs> Very serious talk. Let's go to 751. Chapter 7, verse 51. Stephen finishes, guys. <laughs> Stephen said, you stiff-necked and uncircumcised in hearts and ears. You do always resist the Holy Ghost as your fathers did. So do you. Which of the prophets have not your fathers persecuted? And they have slain them that showed before of the coming of the just one. Of whom you have now betrayed. Or you are now the betrayers and murderers. Who have received the law by the disposition of angels and have not kept it. When they heard these things, they were caught to their hearts. And they gnashed their teeth on him. But he, what happened to him? Full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven. And he saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. Hallelujah. And he said, Behold, guys, behold, I see the heavens open. I see the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice, stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord. They cast him out of the city, stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet of a young man named what? I mean, this is better than literature. You know when they are doing a movie and then they introduce someone. And then the person has not entered the movie fully yet. They just introduce him. This is the introduction of who? Saul. So if it was a movie, Saul was not in this place active. So they showed Stephen. They showed them dragging Stephen out. They showed them stopping their ears. They showed them picking stones. They showed them removing their cloth and dropping it at someone's feet. So you can imagine the cameraman going to the feet. And then, you know, come up to the face of the person whose feet they had been dropping the thing and kind of pants off to where they were stoning Stephen. He didn't tell us anything about the guy. Well, he just introduced the guy. This is interesting, isn't it? Oh, but fire was burning. Everybody heard what Stephen said. Everybody was pricked with what Stephen said. Stephen had sown seed into their hearts. Something Saul will never recover from. Because when he met Jesus on the road to Damascus, and Jesus knocked him off the horse, he said, who are you? Lord? I said, how did he know? He heard Stephen. And he heard these other guys. He knew he was doing something. He knew there was a Lord. Glory to God. Anyway, so, we introduce Saul. 59. And they stoned Stephen. Stephen was calling on God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he kneeled down, cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this thing to their charge. And when he had said this, fell asleep. And then they felt, yeah, you just messed them up. Yeah. Now, chapter 8, 1. Saul was consenting unto his death, giving approval. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. Let's not stop with Stephen. Let's go everywhere. Let's finish him. And at that time, there was a great persecution against the church. Which was where? Anybody seen something? Where was the church? Where was the church when Jesus left them? Where was the church still now? Where did he tell them to go? But where did they stay? Jerusalem. But you know all the while they were in Jerusalem, they had fire in them. Because they kept on preaching in the temple. And they preached from house to house. That fire was burning in them. The fire was in Stephen. And that's why Stephen could face all of them. And nobody could withstand the wisdom by which he spoke. That fire was active. Even in some that the fire could have been dormant. The energy of God was inside everybody. So watch something. Saul was consenting unto his death. And at the time there was great persecution against the church which was at Jerusalem. And they were what? 
all scattered abroad throughout the regions of where? Judea and where? Samaria, except the big boys. The apostles remained in Jerusalem, but everybody went where else? What did Jesus say in Acts 1? You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost come upon you. You shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem and where? Judea and where? Samaria. Now they waited in Jerusalem, stayed in Jerusalem, remained in Jerusalem, had fun, bonded, loved and hugged and just everything in Jerusalem. And now, something pushed them out. But it never went empty-handed, guys. Verse 2 says, And devout man carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. And for, as for Saul, he made what? Made a havoc of the church. Entering how many places? Every house and hailing men and women committed them where? He was flinging guys into the prison. Paul was on a rage. Saul, rather, at this point, was on a rage. He was mad, he was angry, his mission was finish the church, wipe out that name. But look at something in verse 4. What happened in verse 4? Therefore they that went, scattered abroad, went everywhere, preaching. In a heat of persecution. Watch this, they were scattered. Sometimes I feel if we try to picture this thing, it helps us. Alright, when you hear Saul is coming this way, where do we pass? It might actually not be that way. Some of you pass the window. Alright, imagine father and mother at the dining table and they hear that Saul is at the door. You know what they might sometimes have to say? See you where we see you. I know you got that. Because trying to run together, we just might not make it together. Anybody understands that? Everybody just scatters. Mother hugs the daughter and says, The border, right? If you get to the border before me, alright, stay somewhere safe. Hope to find you. Anybody understand what I'm saying? Uh, this wasn't a convenient. Alright, so have you finished packing your bag? There were no bags to pack. This was scatter or get into jail. This was run or be in prison. And they were running because they were persecuted. They were persecuted because they believed in the gospel. But this is what I love about them. Even while they were running, they never abandoned the gospel. Everywhere they ran into, they took the fire there. Those that scattered went everywhere preaching. But the church of Jesus today has gone back to food. And fighting over food. Mission is being truncated. Yes, you don't fight your neighbor for food. But all you do when you wake up in the morning is run into your day so that you might get food at the end of the month. Our fight now is for food. Our mission is now all about the food. Where lies the fire? And where is the fire that ought to spread? Where is the mission of the church of Jesus? They went everywhere. They changed location. They would have started new lives eventually. Settled down. Had to get jobs. There was no more Jerusalem community food that would feed them. Hope you understand that. So if they couldn't get food, they become scavengers. So they would need to get into a new land and say, can I be your housemate? I can sow. Can I sow here? But everywhere they went, they kept on doing what? So it's not about full time. I want to preach money tonight. But we find ourselves in places everywhere. We find ourselves in places all over. It says they went everywhere. Ichabode is one of these places. Lagos, Ibadan. And now the world has become a global village. Go everywhere. Go everywhere. But while you are everywhere, go everywhere with the gospel. While you are getting what you want to eat, 
Don't let the getting of the food become the main mission. You receive this fire so that I can spread the fire. Guys, we got the fire to spread the fire. The church is socialized now. Church is relaxed now. Church is cool now, calm, settled. You know? Some of the same, you know, uh, I, I'll settle down soon. And when you say settle down, you think you're going to get married. Who, who defined marriage as settling down, really? We all just call marriage settling down. Who said marriage settling down? Who told you getting a house is settling down? And not settled yet if you've not located God's plans and purposes for your life. That is settling down. When you find your calling and you stay there, then you're settled. Or how did God settle Adam? Planted a garden in the east and put the man there. Settled him there. Then ten, then kids, then wife came. So the settling is not the wife. The settling is the purpose. Have you found your placement? Have you found your assignment? And the key assignment for the church, spread the fire. All the laurels of this life. The laurels of this life. They will never follow us into the kingdom. But how much fire you spread. For he that winneth souls. His wife. Daniel says they that turn men to righteousness. They will shine as stars forevermore. Where is our faith now? Our faith most of the time is now on material things. Our faith most of the time is now on mundane things. Faith is now all about, I, I release my faith, I want a car. I release my faith, I want a comfortable house. When will faith be used for kingdom? Jesus in Matthew chapter 9. Bible said he saw the multitude and was moved with compassion. He said the harvest truly is plenty. He said the laborers are few. He now told them to use their faith. Is that what he said? He said, pray that the Lord of the harvest will send laborers into the field. Use your faith there. So faith is not about, I need a new house. I need a new job. I need a wife. I need a husband. That's not, and if I'm not careful, many and major teachings on faith just keep us selfish. Our faith operations, faith applications are usually about ourselves. On Sunday in church here and last Sunday I mentioned Mary Celeste. A young lady from a broke home. She didn't have her finances. She didn't have money. But she heard that twins were being killed somewhere in Africa. Somewhere in Nigeria called Calabar. She left her home and came down here. Lived here. Died here. Never had a husband, never had a child. But her name will forever be remembered for stopping the killing of twins. Which one is your own faith going for? Her faith was used to preserve nations. Do you know how many twins have been saved since then? Do you know how many twins gave birth to more people and who have changed the world after that? But one young girl of about 28 years old showed up in Africa just to stop the killing of twins. We're sitting here, guys, and there's fire inside every one of us. And that fire gets to wake up every morning, goes to work every morning, moves around town every morning. But can we use this fire to change lives? Respond to this thing as I speak. Let it burn in you. Let your vision be expanded. I'll end with just a short part here. And then I'll pick it up again. Verse 4 again. says, Therefore they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip went down to what? The city of Samaria. And he, one man, 
preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things that Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles that he did. For unclean spirits, crying out with a loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with palsies, and they that were lame were healed. Read verse 8 with me, one, two, go. And there was great joy. Where? How many men went to that city? That means one man can change a city. One man. No apostolic backup. No financial aid. No partnership. No megaphone, no microphone. One man. Change the city. We are many men in this place tonight. Mission must not be truncated. The church of Jesus must get aggressive all over again. The church of Jesus must become mission-minded. More than once now, Brother Tokwe Aladinusi has preached in this place. And one of the things I love that he does, his company sends him somewhere while he's there, looking for what else to do for God. They send him to Kenya, he's looking for what to do in Kenya. Same with Reverend Moyo. Went to Liberia. Got on, on the media. Started preaching on media. But I was posted there to go and walk. When you get to where you are, what exactly will you do in that place? They went everywhere preaching. Everywhere. Every, everywhere. 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 And one man ended up in one city and he changed that city. Some said, ah oh, no, Pastor. One man, one city. God is even bigger than that. In Psalm 2, verse 8, he said, Ask of me. Ask of me and I will give you nations as your inheritance. Ask me. He's not even saying ask me for a city. Only ask. And I will give you nations as your inheritance. And I'll give you the earth as your possession. What do you think is important to God in these nations? The gold or the souls? Jesus said, what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? That means if you wait on a scale, one soul is still more important than the whole of the world. And we find the church now chasing after the world and abandoning the souls. Mission must not be truncated. Mission must not be truncated. Mission must not be truncated. They fought over food. They had to realign. Persecution broke out. They scattered everywhere preaching. But they maintained preaching the gospel even when their lives were in danger. Even when they didn't have a place to sleep. And that fire must be set up in God's children all over again. The church has become lackadaisical. So relaxed. One man you are one man. Please stand to your feet. You are one man. You are one man. You are one man. I challenge you by God tonight. Where is your faith going? Is your faith all about mundane things? Can you begin to think in your mind that God, between now and the end of this year, how can I touch ten lives for you? How can I touch a hundred people for you? How can I, God, how can I touch a thousand for you? Some of us have 5,000 friends on Facebook. Lord, how can I touch 1,000 for you? One. If we don't make this move, it will not be made. If a hundred of us touch one life per month, only hundred lives will be touched in a month. If ten of us Touch ten lives per month. The same hundred will be touched at the end of the month. And one man here can make up his mind, Pastor, in that one month I can also do a hundred. Can your faith go beyond food? Can your faith go beyond food? Can your faith go beyond, I want a job, I want a house. I want a husband. Can your faith become Lord the mission field? The harvest is plenty. 
Lord, the harvest is plenty. Lord, the harvest is plenty. Lord, the harvest is plenty. Lord, this harvest is plenty. Lord, I need to think in terms of multitude. Think in terms of thousands. Somebody talk to him. Korabasataya. You might need to speak in English to just help your mind and to edify your own self in the place of prayer. Say, Lord, I need an expansion of my thinking. Lord, I want to see souls. Lord, I choose to see souls. Lord, I'll wake up tomorrow and everybody on my road, I'll just see them as souls. Help me ignite that fire. One man can capture a city. One Philip went to Samaria. One Stephen held his accusers spellbound. One Stephen. One Stephen held them spellbound. This mission must not be truncated. The church must get back on track. Our voices must be heard. Impact must be felt. Even if you have to use stealth mode and sneak into people, get close to them before you win them. Begin the mission. Paul said, I become all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. What is your own plan? Paul had a plan. Get into the city, find the Jews in the synagogue, begins to talk to them. Got into a city, didn't see anything he could use, found a sign that says to an unknown God, and told them, I want to talk about this God you don't know. What is your own plan? If we don't plan to preach, we will not preach. If we don't plan to reach out, we will not reach out. Expand your capacity. See the possibility of you having a hundred converts. By that I mean people you get born again. See the possibility. What giftings do you have? What skills do you have? What abilities do you have? What do you have that God can use? That can gather people for Him? What has He given unto you, church? Take that fire out and bless the church with it. And by church, I mean the body of Christ. By adding more people to the church. Mission must not be truncated. 